Hello and welcome to the 80th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they've made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Pool Nation FX by Cherry Pop Games. Gemma, Brad and Matt, who are you all and what do you do? Well, I'm Brad, uh, I'm one of the programmers here at Cherry Pop. Uh, I'm uh, quite a new starter here at the studio, I've uh, been here a couple of years now, um, it's all going well, uh, I'm going to pass you over to Matt now. Hi, my name's Matt, I'm the senior programmer at Cherry Pop Games, uh, had a lot of fun making Pool Nation effects, hope you have some fun playing it, I'll pass you on to Gemma. Hi, I'm Gemma at Cherry Pop Games and I am in marketing and gameplay design and we make up half nearly of Cherry Pop Games between the three of us and we're here today to talk about Pool Nation FX. Thank you very much for that, that was awesome. Um, it's kind of gaggle of you. It's the most you've ever had on. Normally you have two people. Three. <laughs> three, I'm sure we can manage it. There's always, you know, always new things, breaking new ground. So well done on that. That's great. Well, so we'll how... pass it between ourselves, so at least we won't have to all three speak on each question. We thought we could <laughs> sort of interject and each have a bit of a question each. So I think this question might be good to, to the developers, uh, the programmers maybe, uh, the offense to yourself, Gemma, but it's certainly, you know, how did you start making... Video. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I brought them. I'll pass them. I will pass you on to Brad. <laughs> um, I guess I started uh, quite young, messing around with uh, was Neverwinter Nights. They had a Aurora tool set on that. They and, did, uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to play around with that quite a bit. Uh, and then obviously released the number two, and uh, just took it from there, and uh, got into a community that made a uh, quite a big mod for that, and uh. Basically took it from there and thought, you know, I quite enjoy this. It's great making things that other people are enjoying. It is amazing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, um, Skyrim now has a, the PC version has a sub-game called right, Find the Right Mod. Uh, I know people actually spend weeks. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they spend forever on these things. Um, <laughs> some of them are amazing, though. They, some of them are making the game so much better as well. It's yes, just, <laughs> yes. That's why. Yeah. So we've all got that to come with Fallout 4, of course. But that's a discussion for later on this show, maybe. Um, what about you, Matt? Um, how did you make your start? Yeah, well, I'm a bit, I'm a bit more old school than Braddy's. Yeah. Um, I, I originally started uh, when my father bestowed upon us a, a Commodore 64. Oh, nice. Uh, so we were, we were happily playing all the games, and then one day, I realised that this, uh, this mysterious little box came with a little book uh called ba- program basic yeah so uh so me and my brother spent countless hours copying out basic code at the time not really knowing you know what any of it did yeah I and mean, the c64 but, basic was a bit weird though wasn't it um it was barely there that was my opinion of it it had you 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 had to hit the the memory addresses pretty early on in from the most basic stuff like want to change the color <laughs> what? And uh, as a spectrum owner, as I was, sorry, it's like no, no colour. You see, yeah, paper. It, it makes sense. Why yeah. are you going? Why are you going to memory addresses now? You know, it's just, sorry, sorry. My, yeah, I've always found that fascinating. That the C64 program basic was just, just bad. 
<laughs> but it was it, on reflection, it was good because it, it you know it got rid of all that sort of interpretation. You didn't need that much of a compiler to get things yeah. flying, didn't you? Really? Yeah, that was it. And um, you know, it, it only took us you know a few hours to get our first balloon flying across the screen or something like yeah. that. But you know, at the time, uh, you know, I'm talking. No, I was. It's thirty years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we didn't quite understand what was going on. So no. uh, you know, we spent a few hours copying that out and then uh, trying to run it, and nothing happened, and we were quite disappointed about that. <laughs> so, what was your first commercial game? I mean, assuming this is Brad's first commercial game, I don't know. Speak for both of you, but uh... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, Brad's first commercial game was the uh, the. The predecessor to Pool Nation Effects, okay. which uh, yes. is Pool Nation. Um, my first commercial game was actually um, World Championship Snooker on the old um, Java mobile phones. Okay. Uh, I remember those. There were millions of them, wasn't there? Different little formats. You had to do it for different screen sizes. Uh, yeah, that... That caused a few headaches. It did, yes, <laughs> the, yes. The fragmentation of the market. Not everyone had a Nokia. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, back then, almost no. everyone had one, uh, yeah. and that, that soon changed, so... Yes, didn't When Apple came along, yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's where you got your first foray into it, and then... You made your way into console games and stuff, or video games? And... Uh, yeah, well, after all that, um, you know, I studied through school, and and, um, and I went to uh, Bolton University. Right, uh, okay. I can highly recommend the, the uh, gaming course there. It stood me in good stead. Uh, studied computer games there. And then uh, after I graduated, uh, you know, then it was the, the usual try and find a get your foot into the industry kind of thing and you know I was I was fortunate to land a job uh quite quickly so uh and then it just uh followed that path from there to to today excellent so next question then is um what are your biggest influences as video game creators it sounds like a very open ended question but what i'm asking is what are the things that you find yourself most drawn to most inspired by when you're working on uh, video games? Uh, I myself quite like the competitive side of games. Uh, it's the main games I play are very competitive, and I like that kind of, you are winning that person, you know, you were right. in that. <laughs> okay. You can see someone on the other side of the screen frustrated that you're beating them, kind of a <laughs> that kind of idea. Um, okay. So a lot of games like that are my influences. Right. Um, so it works quite well with Pool Nation, obviously. With, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a competitive game, it's a competitive sport. It is, um, but it's not as snap reaction, is it? You, you, there's some measured approach to everything you can do, which is why I prefer it in many regards, because my hand-to-eye coordination isn't as it was. Um, yeah. So you can actually be quite deliberate and ponderous about what you're going to do. Yes, there's a time limit to when you make your shot, but at least you have some time to think. Whereas in a game like COD or, you know, Halo 5, you have to be really very fast and reactive else you will die. So, what, what, so, anything else you want to talk about? Your influences? So, the the sheer nature of competitiveness, that's that's great. What about... uh, Yeah, I'll see if uh, Matt's got some influences as well. Yeah. 
Hi, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of Brad, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a, a solitary gamer, so any of you big RPGs, uh, I'll sit there into the wee hours, um, burning the candle at both ends, really, just trying to uh, unlock everything. You know, I've spent, you know, over 100 hours on, you know, your, your fallouts and, and your Skyrims and things like that. Um, yeah, I envy you of that. I can't do that. Uh, well, um, I, yeah. I have been less and less able to do that. So. Yes, <laughs> I, I um, find myself being yeah unable to do that because um, I not because of lack of time. Maybe it is a bit of that, but, but really it's my focused attention, laser beam like. I have this main mission. Yep. Well, I'll just go and do it then. Excellent. I'll just do it. Yeah. It exclusions everything else. Even the lights. Like, well, there's a cave over there. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> I've got, I'm, I'm going towards this 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 marker. Yeah, but no, no, seriously, this marker over there. I'm following that. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've finished Fallout Three, for example, in thirty hours. I'm done. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I didn't do it that quickly. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm normal. Uh, no. Regular listeners will know <clears> the story. I tell it often. Sorry, yeah. everyone. but uh, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I like your uh, your comment about the you know the nature of pool where you, you know you do have to employ some uh, kind of tactics. Yes. Um, essentially, um, it's a little like chess. It really, uh, really yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's kind of fast chess. Yes. Um, and you know, not just um, to scupper your opponent, but you know, make sure that your next shot is going to be as easy as possible, and you know, the positioning of the of the cue ball when you've taken your shot. And um, we did. We tried to cater for the the, the Twitch gamers um, by introducing the endurance mode, um, which is basically you know pot as many balls as you can as you know as fast as possible, um, and keep going. Uh, although the you know the tactical element of your positioning still does come into play on that. Um, you know we 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 tried to cater for the for the Twitch games as well. Okay. But having said that, sorry, go back to the core question. What, what do you think you as a creator, what inspires you as a, as a creator of video games? What's the thing that you latch on to most of all? Um, I think it is um, the knowledge that people are going to enjoy what you're making. Okay. If, if, you, if I'm not. Sharing the love. a completely different question. No, you're, no, you are. It's th- that's perfectly fine. It's more esoteric. It's more abstract, rather than yeah. saying, "Oh, I'm I'm learned from other games, or I latch to a particular author, or what have you." You actually saying, "No, I I want to share the love. I want to share. I want to create something that other people enjoy." Yeah, I mean, that's what know, drives can, me. That's what drives me. If we can bring a little bit of joy into other people's lives, uh, and you know, have fun. You know, doing the profession yeah. that we we love as well, then yeah. you know everybody's a winner there. That's right. And there is there went to a talk recently, and uh, there was something that was said that I'd never actually encountered before. But I'm embarrassed that I never encountered it. And you may think, well, yes, this makes sense. But the making of games for the sake of making games. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a, a lot of joy to be had. You know. In and of itself. Yes. You know, I mean, the, what drives people to make mods? Because you can't make money from them, typically, because yeah. they're of their nature. So why do you do it? Because yeah, it's, want, it's, you know. it's, it's a fun thing to do. Why do people you know, go out and play a pool? You know, yeah. There's no 
you know, no end, you know, there's no reason other than enjoyment, really. Exactly, yeah. O- unless you go in hustling to uh, make yourself a few. That, that few is bob, true, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's, a, that's another topic for another show, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thanks for bringing that up. Um, and it does happen in Paul Nation uh, effects, of course. Uh, and I had, I mean, most games I'm actually, I'm, I'm quite good at it. I don't know why, because in real life I'm not very good at Paul. And I'll explain why later on in the show. Ooh, mysterious. Ooh. Um, there's actually a physical reason why. Um, anyway, um, I'm not disabled, it's double jointed. Anyway, um, <laughs> basically, the, the next question I have for you is it, I, I hesitate to ask it because you might fear of offending people um, that you may have met over the years. But basically, what I'm asking is what developer do you most admire in the industry and why? And it could be a hue or, or a company itself. I don't mind. But who do you most admire? Who do you think, yes, you should carry on doing what you're doing, please? Yeah, um, I've <laughs> deliberated over this quite a, quite a bit. And uh, at, like you say, at the, um, at the risk of offending many people. <laughs> yes. Um, I am a big fan of um, John Carmack. Okay. Um, I, me and my brother, um, we grew up um, trying to get hold of Doom. Um, Do you remember that? Because I think you and I are kind of the same age, but I remember when that appeared. I just could not... It was the first LAN game I ever experienced. Yeah. Uh, at, at, at the time, we didn't have a, a PC that could really play it. Um, we, we didn't have the, uh, the cash flow to do that. No. Um, so we tried various other things, uh, including um, the ill-fated uh, plan of getting a, a Sega 32X um, just so that we could play Doom. Right. Uh, because that was a cheaper option than getting a PC to play it. It was amazingly, yeah. 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 Um, it wasn't a bad port. It wasn't a bad port. Um, not, well, quite as, I said, not quite as good as the Jaguar version. It, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah... It, it it wasn't it wasn't the full fat uh, Doom experience. No, uh, but but we we love that game and and we played it to death. I remember again, you know, playing until the early hours, and you know now the things that he's doing, uh, you know, with Oculus and, and things like that, you know, it always seems to be, uh, you know, right pushing the boundaries and things. Mm. So you know he's he's the guy. Um, I would most like to cite as my uh, biggest influence. Brilliant. That's, that's a great influence to have. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's quite extraordinary. I don't know if you know this. You probably do. Certainly Brad may know this, but people still make or enhancing Doom to this day. Oh, yeah. I, I saw one. Uh, I, I don't know if this is uh, going to count as product placement or something, but... <laughs> Uh, no, in fact, I can't even remember what it was called. But I, right. I saw uh, a, a mod of Doom, which looks quite, yeah. you know, interesting. I thought, you know, if if I got the time, I might, I might actually have a go at that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still based on the original, but they just modified it, modified it, modified it, and constantly tweaking it. And yeah, I, th- I think again, you know, you say that was, you know, the first really started off the LAN revolution and stuff like that. But it did. Also with the with the modability and. And uh, for the for the muds, was it what was it, the mud files? 
Yeah, uh, WAD files. The WAD files, sorry, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cool. What about you, Brad? What, what was your... Uh, uh, who, who do you most admire? Um, I quite like uh, people that try to make something a bit different sometimes as well. You know, you've okay. got, um, you know, just the standard people that make the EA, you know, that do FIFA every year and stuff. I've played a lot of them and, you know, they get, they're getting very the same. Uh, but I like people that try something completely new. Uh, I think, you know, the Stanley Parable, Limbo, uh, the Portal was a big favourite of mine. Mm. Uh, because, you know, no one really, it's a very simple mechanic that, makes the game is you know it's a fire one fire two and then walk through it yeah you know, so it's very simple but you know it's just a really great game it's got that little story behind it and and what's amazing uh, was the sequel was even better which yeah. is rare these yeah days. no offense um, to themselves um because you've managed to achieve that with yours as well but it's like when you have uh, most of the diminishing returns but with portal 2 that was an extraordinary game and it's so sad that valve can't count to three yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half-Life as well, yeah, everyone's uh, eagerly awaiting the Half-Life freeze to uh, appear from somewhere. Every, uh, I think every announcement they uh, make is, uh, everyone thinks it's Half-Life or something like that. It turns out to be, oh look, there's a new controller. Look, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no we, fascinating as it is, no, just three, there's yeah. number three. Just, <laughs> no? Just give it us. Yeah, I think you're right on Stanley Parable as well, I can... I, with you, like Gone Home was another wonderful game. It was, did split the community up a little bit, but I thought it was exceptional. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the, uh, you know, they've obviously sat down and thought about it and thought, this is yeah. a very simple mechanic, let's just go with this and see how it goes. And then obviously people took to it and it's really just took off. Yeah. It's just good game design, really, isn't it? When they see, they must just play it straight away and think, this is great, this, is, this will sell. So, this is my, the next question is my favourite question because it gives me a hint as to what you're working on. It's a lie, of course. Most people, most <laughs> okay developers, are playing things that have nothing to do with what they're making next. But who knows? I can but wish. Um, or try. So what are you playing right now? Excluding Pool Nation FX. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do play a lot of like competitive games, you know, your Valve. Uh, Count Strike and Dota so and things you're, like that. You're a Dota yeah. player, okay. Right. Yeah, I do play. Yeah, you've got League of Legends. Every, that's a big split down the uh, MOBA community there. Oh, isn't, isn't it? The, just. Well, it's not just Legends. two, though, is it? There's many MOBAs. People don't yeah, the, the people are trying to get on that. Is it Heroes of the Storm? And, Heroes of the Storm and... Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Every, I think, uh, yeah, there's, Pry- there's Pry- the superhero uh, ones. In, there's Pry- the, uh, yeah, in, going out. There's shooter ones and stuff now with... Smite, that's another one I think. Smite is a good one. I do yeah. enjoy Smite. I do enjoy it. It's a different camera, isn't it? And it's yeah. more of a third person. Well, they've also got rid of the, the bloody store, and there's no courier in, in Smite. I know, I know. <laughs> I know you probably think it's heretical, but there's no courier. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've had them on the show. Fascinating group of people. So, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, them games are quite into, you know, the competitive side, like I said before. Okay. Um, but then, obviously, with there's the new games coming out that everyone's waiting for, which is the Fallout 4, I guess. Yeah. And everyone's probably hoping to see what DICE do with Battlefront, whether they ruin it or make it the greatest it could be. We're all okay. waiting to see that as well, I think. Very good. Uh, uh, 
let's see what Matt's... Uh, yeah, what Matt, what were you playing? I suspect it's nothing to do with multiplayer at all. Um, actually, um, <coughs> plot twist, uh, it, it is multiplayer. <laughs> um, hey. Is it Destiny? But, but uh, <laughs> there's another bit of a twist. Because um, I, I have a, 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 ten, a eight-year-old daughter. Oh, so, okay. um, the main games I play these days are, are things like um, A Kingdom for Keflings, you know, the the uh, kids' games, essentially. Okay. Um, I, the last uh, uh, game I played for myself was uh, was GTA Five, and you know, not the not the multiplayer, just the just the offline. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've heard so stories I've, about the multiplayer, but. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd heard a lot of the, the stories, and you know, me being quite a solitary gamer anyway, it, it didn't uh, draw me to it. No. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, so I play a lot of games with with my daughter, um, and I, I think it, it's fascinating that actually because you, you learn so much about um, because we. You know, as gamers, we get used to all the all the gaming conventions. You know, all that bit of walls, a bit of a different colour. So, you know, there's going to be a secret behind that, or yes, something yes. like that. Or, you know, well, these, you know, just the controls. You know, they're all kind of, you know, you can pick them up quite easily and things like that. But you give it to uh, a child, and you know, who doesn't have this background knowledge, it, you know, you you realise that some of some of the design. Um, you know, for the for the UI or for the menus or you know the button combinations and things like that is really unintuitive, and we we handle it quite well as gamers. And yeah, we we just deal with it, don't you? Because we yeah. don't realise you know when you give someone if you gave someone a, a PS4 controller for stuff, for example, and we're used to it. You know, it's yeah. a, it's evolved over from the NES controller, the, the D-pad, or maybe Competition Pro for you and I, with just really like the one-button joystick. Yeah. What it is, there's two buttons with a directional pad and lots of buttons. And it's like, oh, that's fine. But yeah. to, to, it's just horrific. It is. It's yeah. Just... For, for little hands, and yeah. or, you know, just, just, the, just the mental, you know, processing power that you have to go through to, you know, organise all your fingers onto all the different buttons. Yeah. And, you know, things aren't clear, you know, it's although, you know, like I said, to to a gamer, it's it it may be quite obvious, you know, to to a non-gamer, because um, I I think we do uh, for Pool Nation effects have quite a, you know, we get, we get quite a lot of players who don't necessarily play games all the time, right. but they like to play pool. Yes. Um. So they'll they'll, you know, have a few. You know, you look at the the Steam library and it's you know Pool Nation effects and you know some some older pool games. You know, they basically join Steam to play pool games, and so we've we've tried to keep things. Uh, we could try to keep the I don't know is casual a dirty word? Um, the the as simple and straightforward as possible because yeah. casual implies oh it, yeah it is unfortunately now yeah it's got I, yeah, yeah it's got too many connotations I can't yeah do you know what Matt I'm not going to let you do it I'm not going to let you say it. I'm going to you might beep the word yeah beep that uh, out. <laughs> um, but no it yeah. has connotations of you just playing Candy Crush which all four of us know have no interest in 
Um, Andy what? what? Exactly, yeah, I should have beat that out, really, shouldn't yeah. I? Um, and uh, even though this Blizzard just bought it, but be as it may, um, it's, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Make it more approachable. Yeah. Less, you know, I, I find, I mean, I'm a big board game player as well, and I find that as much as I like playing complex games like Terra Mystica, I also like playing games that aren't steeped in layer upon layer upon layer of rules. I don't want to spend an hour trying to explain to people I've played the bloody game. Can we just yeah, get on with the rule book and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's one game I do play called Forbidden Stars, which does take me an hour and a half to explain. It's a great game, but <laughs> it's just like okay, well, if you do this, then this will happen. But if you do that, you don't want to do that yeah. because then this will happen. Like, the learning curve is a bit mountainous, and you just can't. Like, can we start? I wish I said yes, we could, but we can't because if we do, then halfway through the game, we go, I didn't know that. Yes, because I didn't tell you. Yeah. So it's just not fair. Whereas Paul, and what you've got, the bonus that you've got is you don't have to create a world. You don't have to create, you know, um, explain who the characters are or anything like that. People, you've, you've, what you've got there is prior knowledge. Mountains of pile of knowledge that people yeah. know. and it's quite um, you know you go into a pub and there's an empty pool table there. You know even even people who don't normally play a pool will happily uh, join you at the pool table. Yeah, uh, you know if if you offer them a cue. Yeah, and they, they'll have a go. They might they might not know the uh, the intricacies of the uh, less well known rules and things, but they'll you know who yeah. doesn't like hitting balls? And it's stick? like it's like ping pong. You know, like, oh, yeah. do you just hit it? Yeah. And then you're playing doubles and you realise, oh, no, it's his turn to serve. What? Yeah. I don't... You know, Stop hitting me on the back of the head. Yeah. yeah exactly. But um, going back to the point, then, so you're playing games not a lot on the Wii U, for example, and that sort of stuff, or is it... Um, no, uh, I played some... It, it generally tends to be things like, you know, things on the Wii, uh, you know, some Kinect games. Oh, OK. Um, some of the... Um, some of the downloadable games on Xbox Live and, and things okay. like that. It, it's pretty much driven by, uh, you know, if my daughter will see one of the games and go, oh, I want to play that kind of thing. So we, we give it a try. And I'm going to ask this question and you could might rebuff it and say that. But is there, I hope you're going to say that there isn't. But is there any, you find any gender, she doesn't care what kind of genre it is. She just finds it interesting and she'll latch onto it? Uh, yes. For the most part? And no. Um, I mean, we, uh, you know, as as modern parents yeah. uh, tend to do these days, you know, we, we give them uh, our phones every now and again on, on a long car journeys and things. And yeah. Uh, she, she tends to go for, um, you know, the, the stereotypically uh, female games, you know, the vet okay. games and the, the stuff like that. Um, so I don't know about the gender issues on that. It's but a complicated it, issue. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting one, the whole it's, Steam thing. and Yeah, but that's, that's again, another great thing about pool is, you know, it's it's it is completely gender neutral. It is. It's, yeah. it's not a a massively macho thing or a hugely feminine thing and you know it's a it is really inclusive and anyone can enjoy it really okay okay anything else before we move on to the second half of the show uh i, I think i've uh hogged the mic uh, <laughs> <laughs> for quite okay. long enough <laughs> cool. right okay 
Oh, I was expecting you to say, oh, yeah, I've been playing The Witcher for the past four months or something. Uh, you know, I, I dare not. Um, you, know, <laughs> you want to, I'll, don't you? I, you I, I do, but I have, I have to be good. And, um, yeah, you sorry. Know. I don't want to be that person to send you away from your family and your duty as a, as a father. So, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to do that. Be. Yeah, so I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I feel chastised. I'm sad. Um, so, that's the end of the first half. Well done. See, it's not, that, not too hard. It does get worse as the, as the show gets on. It's kind of like a video game in that way. Um, but uh, it do get more and more complicated as things go on. So, let's move on to the second half of the show where we talk about Paul Nation FX. Pool Nation FX is a uh, pool simulation game um, with arcade elements. Um, it's it's designed to be as accessible as possible, but with the depth that you'd expect from a, uh, a simulation. Um, it's based on uh, real top-notch physics um, written by a... Uh, astrophysicist, uh, PhD astrophysicist, you know, all that is, you know, right on, on the money. And we want to make it as, uh, community minded because pool is a, is a, is a social sport. You know, you play with lots of people, you join leagues. And, uh, it, so we want to get that across in the game as well, get everyone playing online. Um, talking together, making friends, you know, enjoying themselves together, and um, <clears throat> you know, just making it uh, the best pool game um, ever. Okay, that's, that's quite a tall order. Excellent. Well, you know, if you don't, if you don't aim high, then you, you go yeah, no, yeah, 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 well, no, yeah, no, it's something mediocre, and it does have snooker in it as well. Let's be clear. Uh, yes, it, billiards it, and snooker in it as well, isn't there? I seem to remember. Yeah, we uh, we. We we snuck snooker in there as well, you know. <laughs> we can just do things like that if we want. Yeah. You know, we we just. Um, That's a much slower game though, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, the, the oh, tactical element is a, is a lot higher on that one. It's definitely your chin stroking um, element there. Yeah, we we're just getting um, ready to release an update um, to allow uh, you know people to watch to spectate on other people's matches, uh, so you and your mate can be playing and. And people come in and see how you're doing. So, uh, is this on the Xbox One and PC, or is it? Uh, at the moment, we're just getting ready for the PC uh, build right. to go out. Um, okay. I've actually got a, a, a build compiling on my PC as we speak. You know, so. the second time we used the word compiling in this show. So sorry, everyone. Never mind. We try oh. to avoid code, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with Matt. Sorry, sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, now. First proper question. Hey, here we go. Scary. 
Uh, Paul and Snooker have had a very, very storied history in video games, thanks to the appeal of replicating balls physics in games. Have you noticed that even the very first, one of the earliest video games ever made was tennis game? You know, yeah. um, it was tennis for two. It was on a little well, solid screen. Yeah, thing. Uh, more yeah. commonly referred to as pong by well, it became well almost this, everyone. Yeah, this is no, this is a different thing. If you look it up, tennis for two. It was made in 1958. Serious. It was a kind of a video game. It featured a screen. Anyway, <laughs> tell us how you balance the simplification of the controls of Pool Nation FX versus the simulation of it. Because the controls are very intuitive. Um, and I just want to know, have you had to compromise in any way the simulation of it because that's the that's the trick with playing pool for realsies if you will is knowing where to hit the cue ball how hard uh yeah um uh you're making it sound simpler than it actually is but um (laughs) yeah we 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 have um we tried using the the interfaces that we have you know the controllers and and um you know, with the analog sticks and things to replicate as as closely as we could, you know, the action of um, thrusting your cue forward to strike the ball, and you know, because that's you know that is what you do in pool. You yes. know, that, that's that's how you interact with the ball. So that that was really important to get um, as lifelike as you know as the hardware allows us to. Um, so we spent a long time, um, you know, coming up with uh, prototype uh, control schemes and, and things like that. And and the one we currently have is it it felt the best. You know, it, it gave the best feedback. It it was the most natural um, without losing any of the, you know, being able to uh, you know apply spin or or increase your butt angle to do jump shots and, and masse shots and things like that. So you still are able to pull off, you know, any shot that you could in, in the real world, yet, you know, you can do that with two fingers and two thumbs. Yeah. That's true. And just to you know, it's I didn't want to open simplify that, I didn't want but it's just trying to explain the concept of the question I had is that to to narrow down the interface between the player and the screen rather than the player and the cue stick. And that was, you know, you're having to reproduce that. was You've done the job, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, it definitely feels like when I slog a ball at great speed when I shouldn't, you know, it's like, like yeah, I'm yeah. sure I'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Hitting a ball too hard in, in pool is actually disastrous. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, uh, as 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 much as you want to, uh, you know, break that pack on your uh, on your break shot, um, I'm I'm sure there's been lots of injuries with people taking balls to the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, quite quite a little bit too enthusiastic on with the uh, with the break shots. And there's also, uh, but you avoid all that with coordination effects. It's uh, yes, yeah, it's a lot safer. It is a lot safer. Well, the ball can actually jump out of the table, which is funny. Yeah, um, which is great. So, 
I'm going to ask this question. I think this might flip between yourself and, and, and Brad on this one. So I found the most fun is to be had to play against others, uh, and especially when I'm trying to chain shots together while not compromising your position of the cue ball, which is what most people don't understand. It's all very well potting the balls, but also know where your cue ball will end up after that happens. Um, that's the probably half the game, in my humble opinion. You may disagree, but yeah. you know, setting up the sh- your next shot, not your current shot, is <laughs> the next one you should be worried about, and the one after that. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you've got to think about five shots ahead, especially looking at snooker, you're thinking the whole game ahead, really. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, what I'm asking is, um, I think it's fair to say that Pool Nation FX is built around the concept of multiplayer environment. And if that's true, which I believe it is, you've mentioned it earlier, how has that impacted its design overall? Uh, well, designing uh, the pool hall recently is a major thing we've been looking at for the online. That's uh, where this, the concept of multiplayer and the environment for that, that's where it's been taking us. You know, getting the community all together, all in the same place. Basically, like, you'll go out and play pool in a pool hall. We've tried to simulate that in right. the game. So, you know, we're trying to get the community, everyone, you can go and look at someone's match, watch someone's match, tell them how well they're doing, watch their play style, things like that. You know, we've got the level system as well, so you can see the good players, you can go and watch how they play, you know, see what they do, see where they leave their cue balls and what kind of spin and top and butt angle they're playing. You know, really get a feel for how to actually play the game as well. Because uh, I think in the office there's a bit of a divide in a... I prefer playing with, like, no aiming lines and as realistic as possible, whereas uh, a couple of other people prefer the uh, aiming lines to make it easier on themselves... uh, whereas I enjoy the real simulation of the game. Uh, so I think, especially with Xbox and Steam, we've noticed uh, Xbox are very casual. They like to... I, I know you don't like the word casual, possibly, but... Uh, no, 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 in this context, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. fine. I, I will not be bleeping out that word. In the context <laughs> that you were talking in, that was fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we noticed that the Xbox prefer, uh, you know, the aiming lines and things like that, and just to drop into a match and play with a friend, whereas uh, Steam seemed a lot more competitive, like it to be a true-to-simulation form kind of thing. I think the mouse uh, helps that, it's the mouse. Yeah, you can get a lot more accuracy and things like that, and especially with the spin and stuff, you can get it to pinpoint precision just by moving it slightly and things. Yep. Um, And so we've kind of followed that, and people have said on Steam, you know, we want a place where we can all play, you know, so we've got the pool hall, we're going to spectator, and you know, that's where it's taken us with the design to really get a full online community, really playing the game all in one space. You know, everyone linked and playing really. Brilliant. So yes, the answer to the question is that kind of does have a massive impact, and it's oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's done a, it's, it's certainly built around that experience. Although there is a single player experience, which I'm now going to talk about. Well, the next question is, tell us about the trick shot aspect of Pool Nation FX. It's fascinating. Um, was it always there, or was it something people requested during testing? Uh, I'll probably pass over to Matt for that one, because uh, he good. Was, uh, a bit before me, and uh, it started a bit before me, so... Okay, well, better, uh... that far back, cool. Hey again, Chris. Okay. Yeah, the trick shot editor... Um, Essentially, um, what the trickshot editor is, is 
It's us showing off. Right. Because uh, our, our physics system, um, you know, can really handle all that stuff really well. And uh, initially we were, <clears throat> we came up, you know, a lot of YouTube videos of, you know, these fancy trick shots and things like this. And, uh, like, you know, we, we can do that. You know, there's no reason why we can't have, you know, things on the table that you can bounce your balls off and shoot them through and, and all things like that. So, so we thought, you know, if, if real life can do it, then, you know, we can do it as well. Right. So we, um, the, the idea is that, you know, it's really a good way for people to, to show off and, you know, be creative as well. I mean, there's, there's, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of scope for, uh, creativity in the trick shot editor and I, I don't know how much you've played with it but I mean you can make some really crazy shots and, uh, and you know it, it just adds another another aspect another unique uh, feature that uh, as, as far as I'm aware no other pool game has um, has got yeah okay yeah I don't remember see anything quite like it but there's some weird stuff that goes on you set balls on fire and you put tubes in put them in the tubes and have them catapulting across the table into a seesaw and it's just yeah 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 I I, I, um when I was a kid and you know you didn't have the the 20 or 50p or whatever it was to play a game of pool you'd just get the white ball out and uh I I don't know if this was just me I don't know if I'm some kind of uh yeah you you'd Put things on the table and, yeah. and knock uh, knock pennies off the cushions and, and yeah. you know you, it's you know you, it, it's just a, a something that you can just fiddle with and play with and, and, and it does help with your ability to play the game generally because you you have to hit it just the right force the right angle give it just the right spin to actually pull this stuff off don't you yeah and you know it, the the more you the, the more you interact with with the system and the the physics and everything, the more innate knowledge of how it's going to react. Uh, so yeah, it, it can help you uh, in in the rest of the game as well. Uh, just a, a little bit more wacky and uh, and crazy. Yes, certainly. And uh, there is achievements and stuff like that. You can earn trophies and all sorts of things by pulling this stuff off, can't you? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, there's um, there's a there's a lot of things uh, to try and achieve in that. You know, we put a a daily challenge feature. Yes. Uh, so we we give you a, a random set of objects and uh, a score target, uh, a, a number of those objects that you that you've got to use, a number of the balls to pot, and say, hey, right, see see what you can do with this lot. <laughs> and, uh, and you know that's a, that's a daily thing you can you can purchase new ones uh, with in-game cash not a you know it's not paid for DLC sort of thing and you know you can you know you can have a good we do have plans in the future of potentially having some adding some multiplayer element to the trickshot editor as well but um, I don't think I can say any more that's fine that's fine I just I didn't want not want to talk about Full Nation FX without highlighting it because I think it's really quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, we do too. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to add, talk about it as well. Um, 
for final question then I know sad good things come to an end but the last question is so the analogue controls on a console do a great job of simulating the feel of the cube it's my opinion anyway how are you translating this to the PC what have you been doing to make it similar tactile feel with a keyboard uh, and mouse I mean yes you support pad on the PC of course you do I have a pad connected to my PC as well most gamers do yeah um, I even play games like Skyrim and stuff like that using my controller of course I do Ooh, that, <laughs> you'll have gone down in some people's estimation with that one I know but I just find it easier because it's the, the interface is designed that way um but um, so what have you done to you know you already t- touched on this earlier but you got a mouse which is incredibly precise so what have you done to, to alter it in a, if, if, if at all uh, yeah it is a, the mouse is a different beast from the from the controller um, I don't think anyone would would argue with that uh, we have tried you know basically like you say to get the, the same tactile feel and it it's a lot of tweaking and testing and, and iterating on on you know the settings to make sure it's and plus with, with feedback from uh, the community on the you know early access uh, that we've got so far you know they they love pool and they they love the uh, mouse and keyboard and you know they uh, helping us to get this right, you know, get it feeling nice and, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Think of a word for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could put words in your mouth, but it's yeah. not a good idea for a journalist to do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it just you know, we, we're just trying to feel, make it feel as nice and as, as intuitive and, and as uh, accurate. And yeah, as just to, just just to get the the feeling of, of thrusting your cue forward, uh, you, you know, as believable and uh, fluid as as we can, really. Mm. Uh, and that's that's still ongoing. Um, you know, we're always looking to, to improve it, and if we can if we can make it uh, better, then we, then we will do. Uh, we haven't um, necessarily stopped that, but. I think it's a, a good point at the moment. Um, you know, player preferences always come into into play. So um, I just think the the real sort of test for any good pool stroke snooker game is that when you strike that ball, you it does what you expect it to do within reason. You know, and that's that's quite important. If you're going to put a top spin in it, you expect it to react to that top spin. Uh, and and if you if you you know you because that's quite important as I said earlier you need to know where your ball is going to end up. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, of course, yeah, and and that's that's all the the physics. You know, once your once you've set your you know your spin and your Q angle and your power and yeah. um, where you're aiming and everything, uh, you take that shot and you know whether it's a controller or or the mouse, you know, it's it's going to accurately you know end up where it should end up uh you know the the and you know so that you can bring your real world pool or or snooker experience you know into the game if if you're 
experienced uh, at playing pool in real life, then you are going to be, you know, better at playing pool and SNFX. And, yes. Uh, and we ha- we have um, heard people say the the reverse is true as well that by playing uh, pool nation effects um, that you get it's, it helps the real world game as well. Yes, it does because yeah. it, it's it's less risky because you know what's going what's the worst going to happen if you hit the ball and it goes flying to into the air? Yeah, it's, it's and that's yeah. what you want from a you just or what it, what happens when you actually hit two reds. In snooker, oops, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You, you know, it's it, all those sort of things, and it just teaches you when you should hit the ball very hard because there are times you need to do it. Oh and yeah, of course, yeah, and um, uh, you know, to get the right the right amount of backspin, you know, it's it's yeah. not just you know how low down on the ball you hit it. It's it's also how hard you hit it. Yes, how far the balls are away from each other. I, I do, yeah. It's just I love sort of like plotting out where the next shots are going and also knowing you know sometimes balls can actually bounce back over the pocket if you just did struck too hard yeah that's really quite fun and yeah or, or frustrating time. yes <laughs> um i've seen other players do it like yeah don't don't do that i know just, you think it's a sitter you think it's just lying in wait for you, but it's not really be, yeah. be careful and what happens it will bite you so um well thanks Thank you very much for being on the show. Mm. Fantastic guest. Thank you. Um, the game Pool Nation FX. It's out on Xbox One and PC, Windows PC, right? That's right. Yeah. It's not. Is it coming out on any other? Like, is it going on Mac and Linux yet? Or are you uh, debating yes. that? Um, in in the future, yes. The reason I asked is that I, I built a Steam Box a couple of years ago now, and uh, so when I see Linux games, I thought my eyes. My ears prick up. Oh, good. Yeah. I've my Steam box. <coughs> and, uh, but that's sort of going out the window now because you've got the little Steam box you can get for the Steam thing. So you can actually run Windows machines and stuff through that. Um, anyway, it's a discussion. <laughs> have, you, have you tried the uh, Steam controller, by the way? Uh, we haven't tried it as yet, no. Um, should really, shouldn't it? Cause it'd be, I, 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 have, I have heard good things about it. Yeah. Um, yeah it feels a bit plasticky, got to be said. But um, a bit like the Xbox One controller, actually, when I picked that up for the first time. Um, I just prefer... You're, you're yes. going to get some kind of fanboy war starting. I am, I am. Um, but I, I, controllers. I, do, I do prefer the PS4 controller, but sorry, sorry. Uh, it does feel more heft to it. Um, but there it is. Uh, but I don't know, ever since playing uh, the 4 to 6 for, for ages, I've got used to it now. Um, but, um, no... Xbox One, Windows PC, and you're saying you are looking into other platforms, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've... I mean, uh, it would work fantastic on, plat- on, a, on a tablet, wouldn't it, really? Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's yeah. A, a big area of... Uh, yeah, I mean, just imagine doing that. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and I've got an, uh, an, an Air 2, an iPad Air 2, fantastic device, and uh, it's amazing that well, if you knew, we were talking about mobile devices earlier on the show, and that you cut your teeth doing that. You can imagine... What they are now? I mean, you, back then you could possibly imagine it, but it, yeah, it, it it wasn't even even th- that recently in the past. It was it's uh, not. It's not. It's it's five years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. The current I, the current smartphone. We went back in time with that five years ago. You get burnt as a witch. Yeah. <laughs> who, was it, um, who was it that said? Uh, 
Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke, yeah. Well done, you get points for that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Do I get points on the... No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) So, Poor Nation Effects is out now on Xbox One and Windows PC. Get it on Steam and you get it on Xbox Live. Fantastic stuff. Um, Gemma, Brad and Matt, you've been fantastic guests. Thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Please do... You're, you're, the door is open for you to come back and talk about whatever new venture you're, you're dabbling in. It'd be fantastic. And I wish you the very, very best of luck in your future endeavours. Okay, thank you very much. I'm, we're just going to go and uh, set our latest PC update live now for our new spectator mode and things. So okay. Hopefully, this uh, everyone will be very happy with us. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I know I am. Well, <laughs> that means a lot to us. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review and you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listen to this show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye!